Welcome again to another episode of the Sealess Villains, the cultivators of the comic culture. I'm your host, AJ. We've got Red, and we've got a special guest tonight. We've got Mr. Brett Murphy himself, co-creator of the Paranormal Hitmen from Behemoth Comics, as well as the new comic book coming out, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Good evening, sir. Hey, good evening. Thanks for having me on the show. I, uh, I appreciate it. No, man. Thank you. The, the pleasure is ours. Um, Red, uh, Brett, you guys didn't get to meet each other, but uh, he's a fellow football fan. He's an Eagles guy. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw your draft. Uh, I think I just saw your draft, unless you traded the way your draft. Uh, we traded. Well, yeah, there were a couple of trades. One for A.J. Brown, and then uh, That's right. got, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Jordan Davis with the, uh, with the first pick. Okay, and then I guess your next pick be second round. Wow, it's, yeah. it's a big day right now for for for, the, for draft. So yeah, this, for wide was, receivers. My crazy. my attention is like kind of on it right now, waiting <laughs> yeah. for my team, the 49ers, to be what you know what they gonna do with the uh, with Debo Samuel and and Jimmy Garoppolo. So whether they trade them or not, and then you know get get a higher draft uh, pick, then that'd be great. Yeah. Well. I know. Eagles fly. Yeah, fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know, Brett, that you've got a short window for us to, for you to come on. So um, let's just get right into it. Um, you know, I know that you, you you've you've done some work on comic books, and uh, before we get into uh, your current stuff, um, why don't you tell our audience how you got into comic books and how you got into writing as well. Yeah, so um, basically started about eight, nine years ago. I was uh, doing some writing for uh, different music uh, blogs and, um, you know, going to different concerts, interviewing bands, um, doing reviews on different uh, uh, concert shows that I went to. And, um, you know, I've always had kind of the, the you know, itch to write and um, – I had different story ideas that I wanted to uh, put, you know, the pen to paper. And uh, I would say about three or four years ago, I started um, writing a couple of different short stories for a horror anthology. And from there, it, you know, I, I started networking, um, uh, made some great friends, met some talented artists. And, um, the editor on Paranormal Hitman, Matthew Kund, who, um, who, you know, I've become good friends with, um, who's also an excellent writer who has a couple of books coming out earlier this year with Source Point and Red 5. Um, through him, I was introduced to Wilson Gandafa, who's the artist on Paranormal Hitman. And from there, you know, we, uh, we created the series and, you know, ever since that series came out, we started getting uh, more work with, um, you know, King to Come Deliverance and uh, and another arc of Paranormal Him and coming down the line as well. So, could I mean, did you have any sort of writing background, or is this kind of all like just your own research and on how to write plot comic books? Um, yeah, so I mean, I've had uh, experience writing, like, not in the comic book, uh, not in the, uh, like, comic book world. Uh, 
before, you know, I wrote the horror anthologies. Um, you know, I just had experience writing for for different um, uh, music blog sites and um, and one small uh, music magazine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, the horror anthologies were my first uh, um, introductions to writing in the, the comics world. Uh, but, but, you know, I've always grown up a uh, comic fan, you know, as a child of the 90s. So I was a big Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, Chris Claremont, um, you know, loved the X-Men. So I've always had that love for love for comic books. So, uh, yeah, that kind of pushed me towards this. Now, that uh, that small uh, music magazine, was it The Source? No. <laughs> no, nah, it was uh, – there was – it was Creative Spotlights and Shea Star. They were really small, you know, music blogs and magazines. And um, but it but it was great. I mean, we got to I got to get passes to some big shows. Got to meet some cool bands, and um, yeah, it was a great experience. But uh, what was uh, the uh, I guess the, the biggest biggest band that you got to meet on on that on that gig? Uh, biggest band. Um, we, I was able to go to the first Firefly Festival in Delaware, so I got to meet um, John Legend. Uh, oh wow! Got to meet. Um, who else did I meet there? Imagine Dragons. Oh, who wow. at the time okay. they, yeah, at the at the time they were actually playing the second smallest stage, so they were kind of like nobodies at that time. They were just starting out, so so that was pretty cool to get to meet them before they, you know, blow up and. Um, yeah, I would say those were probably the two bit uh, biggest bands that I got to meet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you got to meet different people for like different artists and different genres. Then. Yeah, yeah, it was really cool. Um, you know, with the Firefly Festival, you know, they had band anywhere from like, uh, you know, uh, uh, electronic dance music DJ to John Legend to the Killers. I mean, it was, you know, uh, a good variety of uh, genres. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, what was your favorite, uh, I guess, genre growing up? Uh, you know, I grew up a big rock fan. Um, no, I, band, I grew up... Metal? Uh, more like blues rock. I, I, oh, wow. I kind of was into, uh, you know, Jack White is one of my favorite artists. You know, kind of like that bluesy rock. Yeah. yeah. Have you uh, his new album? Has it already come out, or it's still? Um, I don't know if it came out yet. I know he's going on tour this summer. I think yeah, it is. I think it's this summer, yeah. Yeah, and it sucks because he he doesn't like Philadelphia, so he never. Oh the man! The closest that he plays to Philadelphia is like Baltimore, so like so you have to travel two hours just to go see him play. Oh, dude. Yeah, is there I a got reason? to see him at Firefly, so. Is there a reason why is it like he doesn't like to go out there? I think um, one of – there's kind of something online that I guess something happened to him when he was in the White Stripes at like a, at a uh, club in Philadelphia. I guess maybe somebody got too rowdy, but that I don't know if that's just a rumor or if it's true or not. But apparently he doesn't like Philadelphia. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move. Let's let's move right into uh, the new book that you've got coming out, uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, 
why don't you tell our audience what the book's about um, and how you came up with the idea for this book? Yeah, so um, the book's actually based on the uh, the hit video game uh, by Warhorse Studios. Um, I believe it came out a, a couple years ago, and um, Behemoth had the uh, the license to publish the comic book, and um, Nathan, who's one of the co-founders of Behemoth, uh, we were talking about. Uh, we had him on the show. Jump- Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Nathan's a great guy. Nathan and Ryan, yeah. um, you know the the way they're building that company, it's just like it just, you know, it's like being shot out of a cannon. They're just, you know, killing it with uh with Behemoth and all their properties. Yeah, there, there it is, right there. Um, you know, me and Nathan talked about you know writing one of their licensed works, and um, you know, I was able to uh, jump on board the. Uh, uh, on board to write the uh, Kingdom Come license for them, and uh, basically, what is it's going to be a prequel to the video game. So it's you know the events that take place uh, before the start of the game, and then it's also going to lead into some of the stuff that happens during the game that you don't see in the actual video game. Okay, and um, Wilson Gandafa, who's um, also the artist on Paranormal Hitman. He's going to be the uh, interior artist for for this comic as well. And I, I see that it's coming out in in the summer. Um, is there a forecast of like how many issues and, and uh, a release date? Yeah, so it's going to be four issue miniseries. And the first issue is scheduled right now for August third. Okay. So it's not gonna it's not in this month's previews, but it'll be in next month's previews for uh, pre order. Okay. Yeah. Um is the story already done? Like yes. Uh, yeah. Uh so, so the the first two I mean the first two issues are already done, all the stories are plotted out. Um, but yeah, everything's kind of done because we had to go through, uh, different approvals with the, uh, with the, um, with the studio that made the video game, but yeah, everything's kind of already planned out and, you know, ready to go. Now I, I gotta ask you since, you know, you were pretty much approached, uh, by Behemoth to do this. Was there any sort of pressure to deliver because, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's something that. They had requested, you know, it's from a, a, a video game. So what was that, that pressure like compared to, say, Paranormal Hitman, which is your creation? Yeah, so, I mean, it, there, there's a little more pressure with this book um, just because, you know, it's not uh, my license. Like, I don't own this IP, so it's, you know, somebody else that I have to write for, and there's more um, – there's more steps to go through with the approval process to make sure that everything meets their criteria. Yeah. So it's kind of mo- more like making sure that it's something that they like as well. Whereas paranormal hitmen, you know, it's kind of Wilson and I kind of have like the final say on like what we kind of put on the, uh, the pages. 
whereas this we have to go through not only my uh, the, the stories for this have to go through approval but so does wilson's art yeah. because um the thing with this video game is it's kind of um i believe they had historians work on this game with the studio so they're really um they really make sure that everything is like accurate like everything from like the type of weapons that are used to like the way that the chairs and tables are constructed, they want to make sure everything's oh, accurate to that time period. Very so, wow. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's, it's it like writing for like George R.R. Martin was, was like, you, he's already the creator of this universe and you would just have to live under that, those rules in order to write this, this comic. Yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty much, a, you know, that's kind of a good uh, example um, you know, I, I had a couple different pitches that we went through and, you know, we, uh, we, we came up with the prequel idea because I didn't want to take anything from like, if they want to do a sequel or anything down the line, I didn't want to take away from that and have it, you know, take away that thunder as well. And, right, um, right. yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm just. If you did do a sequel, that would be pretty cool if they did a sequel game based off of your story, too. That would be pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, that would be awesome. And I, I know, um, I think it was last year they got optioned for a, I don't know if it's TV series or a movie with um, some producers from Netflix. So I, I know they're working on, you know, that, that side of things for this game as well. All right. Um, and just speaking of uh, TV shows and stuff, um, your comic book, Paranormal Hitman, is, uh, you know, according to Deadline, it's uh, an, in development for a TV show. I mean, that must that must have felt like a dream come true when when all that stuff is coming around. Yeah, that was, you know, that, that was a blessing. Uh you know, having gone through through that process with, um, you know, getting picked up by E1 and, um, you know, it, it was an awesome feeling. Um, you know, I know Wilson and I were, that that was one of the goals with the book. You know, we wanted to eventually have it, the option for either a, a movie or television show. And, you know, it was just um, a great feeling to, to have that, uh, have that happen for this book. Do you um, when I mean I don't I don't know if you plan on creating more um, create your own comics, but does it come to mind? Like, does it? How much of a how much of the ideas when you write? What, particularly when you were writing this, you're like, oh, this would look good on 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 the screen. Like, does that come into play at all? Do things like that come into play? Um. A little bit. I mean, the way we wrote this book, we kind of wrote it like we wanted it to kind of read as almost like you were watching a movie or watching a TV show. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that that does have, you know, a little bit of of an effect on like how we write and how Wilson, you know, drew this comic. Um, yeah, I mean, just like with the clothing and the weaponry and everything, you know, we kind of. I think we were kind of picturing in our head, like as we were doing this, like picturing it as a TV show or a movie. Right, right. So I think that kind of helped also. 
And uh, for the viewers that have not read this book, um, can you give them a little synopsis of what this is all about? I mean, it's it's clearly in the title, but if you want to give us a more detailed plot for the book. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's basically kind of like pitched it as uh, Ghostbusters meets The Sopranos. Um, it's about these two hitmen, um, Gene and Devon, who... Uh, work for the Carboni family, uh, a mafia family um, in Philadelphia. And one day they're recruited by this um, secret government agency that, you know, deals with the paranormal. And uh, basically they're taken in to work for them. And their former uh, employer, who's Alfonso Carboni, who's the head of the mob family, thinks that they're going into rat on him. So not only will they have to fight ghosts for this um, agency, but they'll also have to, you know, dodge Alfonso and his men who were trying to, you know, kill them because he thinks they're rats, basically. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it must have been so fun to even think of this idea and, like, it's so I mean, original. It, you Philadelphia know? is part of one of the, the original 13 colonies, man. There, there, there's a lot of history yeah. there. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you would think that every Victorian home there or, or, or one of the original colonies and cities would have their own paranormal activity. And I, I would think that, you know, it was it would be one of the locations one of the ghost, ghost hunters would, would even, you know, check out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you said, you know, we have the, the Betsy Ross house, you know, Ben Franklin, um, we have the Eastern State Penitentiary, which I think they do ghost tours there. Um, I've heard of that one. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's like Wilson and I are, we both love history. So, we just have like a ton of fun, you know, writing and coming up with the process of like different ghosts because this really is a, it's a horror comedy. You know, it's, yeah, it's, um, you, you know, we, we like to have fun with it and, um, like right now we already kind of plotted out the, uh, the second volume and, you know, we're having a ton of fun with that as well. So, so there's going to be a lot more, uh, a lot more, uh, ghosts that, you know, we can play around with. Wilson's not from Philadelphia too, is he? No, he's, he's actually in, uh, Brazil. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I I'm checking him out right now and I, I followed him before, but I'm I, I've been following, but I was like, I don't think I, I was like, I didn't think he was from Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, he's over in um over in Brazil. Yeah. Have you guys actually met like in person or is it all like when you're creating everything is all just emails and things of that nature? Um yeah, it's all basically emails and um you oh, know, we communicate call. through WhatsApp and uh and Messenger. Um you know, I mean, obviously, like when we had the calls with, um, with, uh, for the TV and, uh, you know, other different projects, you know, we, we usually talk on the phone or, or through, uh, Zoom, but, yeah. but for the most part, we usually communicate through, through, uh, WhatsApp and emails. When, you know, when you got the, the, the TV show thing for, for Paranormal Hitman, does that change your, not, not lifestyle, but like your thought process on and on any other like future comic books that you want to 
or future stories that you want to write? Does does that put any sort of added pressure, or, did, or is it just kind of like another day and another another story you want to put out there? Um, you know, it kind of just it's kind of the same. I mean, I think there was more pressure for for when I started Paranormal Hitman, just to you know you know, kind of wanting to, you know, eventually get it into film or TV. Um, so so I, there's probably actually less pressure, I feel like, now because, you know, I, I went through the process with with the Paranormal Hitman book. Um, I mean, one thing I, I do look at, though, is, you know, if I'm doing, going to do, like, an original story, there's different genres, like, I won't touch um, – just because it's, you know, been done, you know, over and over again, like with superheroes or maybe like zombies, like, I guess that's maybe a different thought process. Um, You know, and speaking with different people, um, like different publishers too. Like I, I, I've heard through people that like, those are also things that, you know, I guess publishers kind of sort of like tend to stay away from as well, unless it's like super original, but. Right, right, right. So, I was just going to go into that. Um, you're you've been successful on a create your own, and then you've got this other independent like book with um, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Even though it's not really like it, it's based off of a, of a video game, but I mean, has there ever been any inkling to like maybe me have a meeting with like DC or Marvel and maybe do a, a superhero book or is that you only want to stick with like more original stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny cause I was, you know, asked this before and like, I was thinking about it. Like I know a lot of people probably get into it, wanting to write like Spider-Man and Batman, but like, I would really love to write, you know, um, you know, like a star Wars series or power Rangers, like, a uh, a story that's already out there, or a brand that's already out there, but you know maybe not like the two big ones for, you know, uh, I mean, well, Star Wars is Marvel, but not like you know the Batman's or the the Spider-Man's of the world, but like more like Star Wars, Power Rangers type books. Maybe if you got if you're doing like horror as well, would you would you do a Walking Dead or two? Yeah, I mean, if if they ever came to me, if like Robert Kirkman said, "Hey, we want you to write Walking Dead," I, I would love to do something like that, or even like a horror movie, or you know, if uh, if they came to me, I, I would love to do something like that. Cool, man. Um, I wanted to ask you also if you had the chance, since we're on the subject of Star Wars, what what do you just just off the top of your head, what kind of storyline would you? Would you plot out and what would you create brand new characters or would you focus on uh, characters we already know? So I'm like one of my favorite characters. uh, Well, uh, you know, not in the, not like a legacy character, but uh, one of the new characters, um, Cad Bane. Like I I, I I feel like that would be cool to have like his own separate, series with him just going around kind of almost like the Mandalorian like he's going around collecting uh different bounties and doing different jobs um 
No, I feel like that would be a cool series and like maybe create some, you know, uh, new characters along the way in a series like that. What do you think of him in uh, the Matt and no, in, in Book of Bubba Fett? I I liked him. Uh, I'm kind of hoping that they bring him back. Um, I'm hoping that you know they kind of didn't just use him for two episodes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know he was. I, I think that um, Filoni, like what what he did with the uh, the Clone Wars, like ever since the Clone Wars, like he kind of you know, revitalized the whole Star Wars franchise and, you know, he brought like a whole new life to it. And, you know, it it was just, it was just awesome. Like the different characters that he kind of brought on board. And I I thought Cat Bane was, you know, one of the best ones. I assume that we'll probably see more of it in in Bad Batch than Book of Boba Fett since he's already dead in that part of the universe. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of hoping to see more live action, but yeah, you're right. I mean, Bad Batch is, uh, you know, you're right. I I think, unfortunately, we might just see him more in the animated series. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think we're we're looking at an older, more seasoned Cad Bane in Book of Boba Fett versus where he's still within his prime in Bad Batch. So maybe we get more of that, and then possibly his own series, live action, as you know, before the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, and I guess there's, I guess like a small chance that he could maybe show up in like one of the other series, like Obi Wan, or oh, yeah, you know, if they right. ever did like a Darth Vader spin off, because uh, it's before I guess Book of Boba Fett. But yeah, yeah, I guess you never know. I'll wait till the end of May. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like uh, counting down the days till Obi Wan comes out. I'm like so excited for that series. Yeah, we're, we're pretty spoiled as far as like this month, where we get to finish up a little bit of a uh, Moon Knight, and then we get uh, uh, Doctor Strange next week, and then yeah. Obi Wan. I don't bring up Moon Knight. Moon Knight, I've I've been very disappointed <laughs> with Moon Knight. It's been <laughs> underwhelming for me. Well, the uh, the new Doctor Strange trailer I just saw this drop today. Oh, there's a new one that came out today. The short one where you got to see a little bit of uh, Charles Xavier's uh, yeah, floating wheelchair. Yeah, oh, wow. I kind of wish they. Uh, I mean, you kind of knew he was going to be in it, but I kind of wish they didn't show all that. Just kind of keep like some some spoilers. Mystery? Yeah, but yeah. he's already spoiled it with, with with Patrick Stewart already having a speaking part. Yeah, yeah, like yeah that's exactly. A very discernible voice, where it's like, yeah. dude, that's Patrick Stewart. That's just John Luke Picard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but Brett, I want to ask you: with you know, conventions or convention scene is pretty much around the corner now. Are you going to be hitting up a lot of cons? Are you going to be in San Diego for the big one? Um, I don't know if I'm going to San Diego yet. Um, I guess it depends on you know if. Uh, I'm not sure if Behemoth's going to get a booth. Um, you know, with Kingdom Come coming out in August, um, you, you know, if it came out before San Diego Comic-Con, I would probably try to go and, you know, set up a table there. Um, but since it's going to be – since uh, Kingdom Come's coming out after San Diego Comic-Con, I think I'm more likely just to do uh, New York and Baltimore, like kind of stay on the East Coast. Okay. Um 
Yeah, I already put in for my table for New York uh, this past week. So, oh, hopefully, uh, you'll get the table next to uh, Peach Momoko. Oh yeah, yeah that that yeah, would be. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's like the cool thing about New York is, you know, I went the past couple of years and it's just like, you know, every, everything in one place. It's just it's just awesome. Yeah. What, what's the big one out in like in Philadelphia then? So when was it uh, like two or three weeks ago? Um, Fan Expo was okay. the big one. It, it, it used to be Wizard World. But uh, I guess uh, Fan Expo bought uh, Wizard World. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was uh, Fan Expo Philadelphia. Yeah, and that, okay. they had a, a contracted. Uh, shoot, what was his name? Um, I'm blanking out. Uh, okay, come back. I'll, I'll think of the name. <laughs> Is it uh, Com- Jim Lee? No, 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 no. Uh, uh, Miller? Not Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Yeah, Frank yeah, Miller think- was contracted by, by Fan Expo to, to uh, attend the all Fan Expo event. So that's that's Lisa. Yeah, I think he was there. there. Yeah. Yeah, I think Frank Miller and Jim Lee were the the two uh, big guests. Yeah. Oh, all right. And then um, Baltimore Comic Cons, that's not too far from Philly. That's like an hour and a half. I, I went there last year and. Um, you, that that's a pretty cool con. It's it's just basically all comic books, which is great. It's not like I think there are only like two celebrity guests there, and it, the rest was just all comics. So so that was a pretty cool convention. Do you still have time ever. to read comics? Oh me? Yeah. Yeah i i I try to find some time. Uh, you, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to get into reading a lot of, like, the older comics. Like, I just bought a uh, Omnibus with uh, – it's, like, a sci-fi one with Jack Kirby. And, um, shoot, I, I'm blanking on who the writer was. But, uh, you know, I try to try to find some time to, to go back and read some, uh, some comics. Yeah, I would just think with your schedule, it's just way too crazy right now. Yeah, it's – you know, with all like the deadlines and then like new pitches and stuff, it's like I feel like I'm just typing away and yeah, <laughs> life of a writer. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, I mean, it's good. It's it keeps me busy, but uh, yeah, you know, I'll I'll be able to read one day. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I, I know you got to get going. Well, let me ask you. Well, let me ask you this question. Okay. Who's, start, who's starting this year? Jalen Hurts or uh, Gardner Minshew? <laughs> um, I think Jalen Hurts starts the first couple games, and then I think they find out, you know, he doesn't have that big of an arm, and Gardner takes over. Do you, do you guys regret giving the way uh, Carson Wentz? Oh, not at all. No. No, I think people are – People are glad that he's gone. Uh, I think the 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 thinking is uh, next year's draft class is going to be uh, stacked with great quarterbacks. So I feel like we're kind of planning for next year. This year's kind I, of a you know see what happens, lot, but yeah. I, I think next year is going to be a big draft year for us. As long as the Eagles can beat the Cowboys and the Giants, I'm pretty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's funny because uh, 
behemoth is in Dallas, and Nathan and Ryan are a Cowboys fan, so oh. it's like, yeah, you got you got an Eagles writer, and then uh, you know working Cowboys, for the Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our uh, yeah Cow- Cowboys and Giants. Uh, yeah, they're uh, they're probably our two biggest rivals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the, the yeah. dumpster fire that is the red, the, not the Redskins, but the Commanders. Now you don't have to really worry about them. Yeah, I mean, from the team to the owner, I mean, that, that, that's us. Yeah, <laughs> it's just bad. Yeah, that's another podcast. We'll cover that later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Brent, um, let me ask you, what else did you want our listeners, our fans to know about um, your two books? And also, if there's any other projects in the future that maybe you want to discuss and plug for anyone to be looking on looking out for in the future yeah um so uh paranormal hitman um the trade paperbacks out um you know you can buy it at um local comic shop uh or barnes and noble uh, target the behemoth website and also i believe there are still a couple issues uh issue number one uh of paranormal hitman the um the uh, ASM 129 homage cover. I think there are a couple oh, issues still left on the Behemoth website. I gotta check that out. Yeah. So issue. There are a couple issue ones. I believe last I checked on the Behemoth website, um, still available. And then um, Kingdom Come uh, comes out August third. So um, you can order it um, in Diamond next next month's catalog and also the behemoth website they have all their comics listed on there as well you know if uh um if you know you don't have a shop close by you know you can always go on behemoth's website and they they have issues available there as well awesome um any other i any other top secret projects you could hint at or is that it right now um I guess uh, you don't have might to say be... it. You don't have to say anything. Uh, well, I know uh, there's going to be a second volume of Paranormal Hitmen next year, um, and there may or may not be a kids book that Wilson and I are right. talking about right now. Um, but that's like more for like seven to twelve year old readers. But uh, yeah, so that that's going to be something different as well. But. Uh, yeah, um, you know, be on the lookout for Paranormal Hitman, the second volume uh, in 2023. Oh, there's that cover. Yeah, oh, that, man, yes. Yeah. yeah, I think Behemoth still has a couple of those left on their website. I, I know you can't get them anywhere else, but yeah. If you had the, the choice to uh, cast the characters of Paranormal Hitman, who would you cast? Oh man. Um well I'll I'll go with Devon because I don't know if I can say if there there may or may not have been talking to somebody for Gene. So I don't want to okay. say anything there. <laughs> All right. Um <laughs> I would say for Devon, you know, somebody like See, I there's one 
there's one actor that I that I think would be a cool actor to play Devon in a TV series, and that's uh, JB Smooth. Oh yeah, oh, nice. because he is great in Curb Enthusiasm, and there was a Jonah Hill movie where he kind of played like a kind of like a mafia type of character. And I thought he was just great. Like, he's very quick, very funny. And, you know, I think he can kind of play that role perfectly. All right. Well, with our help, maybe it'll go out into, what is it, think it to existence, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we can get it out there. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe he'll kind of uh, jump on board. (laughs) Well, uh, lastly, where can uh, fans get a hold of you if they want to, like, follow you and see what you're doing as far as uh, your work? Yeah, so um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, both handles are at Wright, And, um, you know, I try to try to post um, current news and updated covers and stuff like that on there and – you know, if people need to reach out to me, they can, you know, just send me a DM or or send me a comment and, you know, I, I try to respond as best as I can. Awesome, man. Well, uh, you know, I know that you got to get some sleep, so uh, thank you for taking your time, man, out of your busy yeah. schedule to come on the show, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. You know, I, I appreciate it, and, you know, I had a great time, and uh, thanks again. Yeah, hopefully fly, we'll see fly. you later on. Fly Eagles fly. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hopefully yeah, we'll see you at a, sports. <laughs> hopefully we'll see you at a con soon so we can do this uh, this thing in person, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'll, I definitely want to try to get out to the West Coast and do some more cons across the country. And, yeah. All right. Good question for you. Where do I get the best Philly cheesesteaks? So if you're in Philadelphia – the best place that's not a tourist trap like Pat's and Gino's is mm-hmm. Del Sandro's. Del Sandro's. Del Sandro's, yeah. yep. Yeah, the best cheesesteaks in Philly. If we're ever out there, we'll definitely uh, have to hit you up again for that for that recommendation. Yeah, yeah, hit me up. Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take you guys there. You know, uh, don't, don't go to Pat's and Gino's. That's kind of – yeah, yeah, you got to go to Del Sandro's. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, I'll put that up, guys. All right. Well, with that being said, thanks, you guys, uh, for coming on to the show. And uh, we'll be back on Monday uh, with another episode. All right. Thank you. Peace out, everyone. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Seedless Villains podcast, your cultivators of the comic culture. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and email us at seedlessvillains at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail or text us at 209-975-7597. Be sure to join Luke Week's Facebook group, Rare Keys and First Appearance Comics. And you can follow us on our two Instagram accounts, Sealess Villains and Sealess Villains Podcast. Lastly, follow the villains on their separate IG accounts, at Luke Weeks, at Sealess Villainous Red, at Sealess Eman, and I am at AJ the Comic Collector. Thanks for listening.